All right, this is uh, Greg Stewart, the Gospelize uh, podcast, here with Danny Goki, and uh, so excited uh, that you're here on the Winter Jam tour, but also um, that you're here on this podcast. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, this tour is what we're on city like 45 or something, and I think like I'm oh, not 45. There's only 44 cities in this tour. But it feels like City 45, right? Oh my goodness, it's been a crazy, crazy tour. How's it, how's it been for you so far? You know, for me, it's been really good. It's been a lot of work, because I just didn't do this tour. I did, um, I did an album, <laughs> I was making an album, and I also was doing a radio tour, and then this tour. So, I mean, imagine I was out five, six days a week total. Like, oh my goodness. So I'd get one day at home and have to leave. I, I have gained a total new respect for touring, because I thought, oh, you know, touring, it's going to be like camp. Well, it's, it's intense, and much respect to the musicians and artists, but also all the people that take time to set up and break down before and after. I mean, just really, really grinding it out. But it's been great. Yes, and, it's, and we got to be thankful that this is what I've always wanted to do, so praise God I get to do it. Yeah, it's like the, like the dog that's chasing after the car. Well, you know, be careful because you may catch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your, your background um, and kind of uh, how you kind of got where, where you are right now. Um, praise God. This is such a cool story. You know, the Bible says that, you know, we didn't choose him, but he, he chooses us. And that's the beautiful thing about the gospel is that um, it's not by our works. It's not by our, how beautiful our hearts are towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's what he did for us. And at a young age, he captured my heart. Hmm. And, you know, here's the thing, like, you can capture my heart, but you got to, you know, you got to lead my heart, too. Yeah. So he captured it. And it's like he uh, put people in my path who had a heart for the Lord, but saw what the Lord saw in me and began to hmm. speak those things out, began to really develop the beginning of my relationship with the Lord. And so uh, to that, I'm grateful. Started, my grandfather was a pastor, started there. Hmm. Then I ended up in, you know... A church when I was thir- uh, 12 years old, uh, just finding, you know, at a newer church, but in a Royal Ranger program and mm. having leaders come around. Royal Rangers is a, a Christian Boy Scouts type plan in the Assemblies of God. Royal Rangers. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's like Power Rangers for, for Christians. It's before Power Rangers. Yeah, oh exactly. Goodness. So but it's one of those old kind of like uh, yeah, Boy was, Scouts, but for believers. For, for believers. And there's actually a lot of people in it. Hmm. And I just got to know God through there. And, um, but, you know, each part of my life God was doing something sovereign and orchestrating something sovereign in my life wow I mean the hand of God just completely over my life so believer at a young age great impact from your family right and and then the Lord bust you out onto the American scene like in a big big way tell us how that all happened you know but it was the build-up before that Mm. I should say that helps you understand that moment Um, 19 hit another church and that's when God began to just really tear things out my life mm. and begin to rebuild me up and make me a man of faith mm. and begin to build the faith walk that I had with him. Um, got on American Idol and after a, a tremendous loss, one month after losing a spouse, but God somehow sovereignly by his mm. right hand carried me through and really from that moment launched a ministry and launched a heart that trusts him, a mm. heart that believed in him, a heart that... You know, it was a real love relationship, and it was all walking through each of those moments divinely orchestrated mm. that, you know, got me to the American Idol stage. But there was a lot that led up to it, and but it was the foundation of my faith. So, you know, it's interesting. Let's go back a little bit. 
um, a youth leader had an impact. And this, oh, this yeah. podcast is for youth leaders, so they're going to be super interested in this because they know you as, you know, from American Idol. But before that, somebody saw something in you that you didn't necessarily see in yourself. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. You know, um, I had a youth pastor, and this one went to the new church. Mm. And this guy, man, he was on top of me. In a, in a way spiritually that like was the mm. best kind of covering that I could have needed. Mm. You know, he he would see things inside of me and he would run after me and work with me. Mm. I remember he would just come up to me after church sometimes before I even joined a youth program. I was still in the Royal Rangers in 13. How, how old were you at the time? He was like 13 years old. Okay, okay. And he started talking to me about how much God loved me. Mm. And he started pouring into me from that aspect. And then he saw the gift in the music and started developing music inside of me. Mm. This guy had the key to my heart and he got that key through the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, it was something, it's almost like God revealed to him a plan for my life and he became the, the conduit that would connect me to faith for mm. that plan. Mm. You know, because he would pound it into me that God loved me. He would pound it into me, you know, not in a forceful manner, but he would know that I was weak at moments and at youth group would pray with me and, and just, you know, pour into me. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about my walk with the Lord is that, uh, is that he, de he, he crafted it. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. And all this crafting, all that moment was being built up for the moments I'm in now. Mm. The moments that I took the stage, before I could get to the stage, God had to get to the stage of my heart. Yeah. And he used people, this, you know, you think about when a stage comes to place, there's like legs and foundations and pieces in that part. Uh, that was a foundational piece that began, that started in the stage of my heart that is now in the physical stage where mm. I write music about who my God is, what he's done, and the effect he's had on my life and how he can invade other people's lives. So, man, this is this is so good. So before you were ready for the stage, God had to get to the stage of your heart, and God used a youth leader. Now, a there, youth leader. There are youth leaders out there right now who feel discouraged because they're pouring into these kids, but they're not necessarily seeing all that fruit right away. Um, I mean, what you said encouraged them, and... And I think, you know, just challenging youth leaders to see that potential in the students that are out there. Not all, not all of them are going to have a, a voice like Danny Goki, but all of them have a gift yeah. that can be unlocked. You know, the key to your heart to unlock, to use for the glory of God, whatever stage that is. Yeah. And I, I, I would just say this to the youth pastors in response to that, is that it is a great responsibility that God has given them. And he's given them an anointed voice. If mm. God has called you to that ministry where you're at serving, then your voice is anointed to mm. speak mm. over the kids, over what God gives you, you are to speak into their lives. And really, you're to speak, not tell this, that's a heavy responsibility, but you can't speak into their lives until God has spoken to your life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you must allow God to have the stage of your heart now mm -hmm. at this point. God, I can... I can from a theological perspective, begin to tell you about, you know them about you, but I, I can't do that. I need to encounter you, because once I encounter you, I have something yeah. to encounter them with. You can't, you can't be passing out pamphlets to places you've never been. <laughs> oh right? man, come on So, man. So you, you uh, were, your life was spoken into by this youth leader, that gift, now if I remember you telling me this right, it was a youth leader that actually got you 
to sing to for the sing. first time yeah, on this, stage? This guy was the one who, I mean, he would just saw the gift of singing and he would try to get me to sing all the time. Yeah. Even to the point he got me to sing a song in front of my church, 13 years old. Wow. Did not want to do it. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I was full of fear. But when I got up there, it was like the presence of God just saturated me. Yeah. Taking that step of faith, being bold in my king. Yeah. Um, because this man was bold enough to get into my heart and get to move me. Kind of, hey, I need to move this kid. I'm going to use the, apply a little pressure yeah. and move him to that stage. And it opened up a new boldness on the inside of me. It didn't come overnight. But it's each one of those things, when he was strategic in the hands of God and God was moving him, as God is moving him, he's moving me yeah. to these parts, and I'm learning more about who this king is. How did you feel after that first song on stage? Man, I got to tell you, I felt amazing. Huh. I, I, and it's funny because it's like it was so opposite of who I was. Yeah. But I felt amazed at like how God met me in that moment. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Danny. I have a, I have a 14-year-old girl who can sing, and uh, she was on musically so I'd always hear her singing in her room and I would tell her Kaylee you got a voice she's like no dad I go hey I've always told you when you were a little baby you were you were ugly for the first two weeks I'm not lying to you you were you were reptilian in, in the way that you looked you grew out of it and became a beautiful baby but I'm telling you that because I want you to know I'm I'm honest you have a voice and I remember when she was 12 she sang for the first time on stage and wow. everybody was like stunned you know like wow and that encouragement in her soul that that okay this is something i can do youth leaders can be that voice of encouragement into the souls of their of their teenagers and yeah. and all their gifting because most kids probably can't sing but they can serve yeah they can speak they can um challenge and encourage others but every student has a gift from god you, you have a gift from god but you had a talent as well mm -hmm. and um so Develop those talents. You 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 lose a spouse. Yeah. How did God meet you? Because there may be youth leaders right now that have lost a spouse, lost a relationship, lost a job. How did God use that time in the depths of your soul to really prepare and deepen your relationship with Him? Can I tell you where it started? I remember the day my youth pastor came up to me and told me that God had called him to lead the church. Hmm and go, you know, take another ministry. Dude, that was so pivotal in being prepared for those moments of trusting God. It was in that moment, I cried when mm. he said that. Mm. I was like, Pastor, yeah, I was 19 years old and I was still in youth group. So he said, mm. 13 and 19, I'm there under this one guy. And he told me he prayed about it and he said, man, you know, I mean, it was with a boldness and I've never seen so much of boldness say, it's my time to go. Mm. And what I thought would be the thing that would fold me was the thing that all of a sudden God met me there because I started taking over the worship in the youth group at that point when he left. So basically the baton now is in your hands. Yeah, it was. And he's coached you, he's equipped you, and now here you go. Dude. And I thought, like, man, that thing, like, I could never do this without him. Now is the platform that God has set up to do. So it, it, there's a backstory. I mean, it wasn't just the, the loss of your spouse where God met you, but it's also the, the loss of this mentor and coach. Yeah, dude, this, and that was... That's kind of the first, you know, you're 19 years old, you haven't really experienced much. Mm. But that was the first pivotal relationship that all of a sudden was like being taken away that I've yeah. had so much comfort in, so much learning in. Yeah. But it was preparation for the next step. Mm. And you know, like, you know, the youth pastors who are listening, like, you know, allow God to move you and allow God to move other people and allow God to move the kids in and out. Like, 
we are not the Jesus to them. We just got to bring them to Jesus and let Jesus lead their life, you know? Mm. And so I think that's really powerful because it can become a crutch. You know, it's interesting watching you here backstage, getting to know you and some of the other artists. You have a you have a depth to your relationship with the Lord that probably people see on stage and think, oh, you, you love Jesus, but I wonder what I wonder what Danny's really like, you know, off stage. You know, I I kind of tend to grade guys by not just their talent, their ability, but their humility. Yeah. And that humility doesn't just happen. You kind of the Lord puts you through the grind and the trial to make you dependent on Him. And it sounds man. like that's what's happened in your life. Dude, He's made me so dependent on Him. Mm. Man, I, I just know that without Him, it's a fail. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get it where Moses said, Lord, if you don't go with us, we don't want to go. Mm. And um, humility is your greatest weapon against the tactics of the enemy. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. I, I, that's something that I wish I had more of. You know what I mean? Like, I always want more humility because it's still, even a lot of times, I think my ways are correct and God has had to, you know, like a father, he disciplines his children. Yep. But I'm grateful for his discipline because it keeps us, we, it keeps us, you know, connected yeah. to what he wants to do and the righteous works he wants to produce. Because honestly, when we're up there and we're thinking we're doing it and we got this, it's, it's unrighteous. It's not meeting it's not connecting to anyone except just a, a passing experience. So the Lord was able to, for the most part, keep you grounded all during this massive success with American Idol. Dude, he really did. When I look back, I'm like, man, God, like, your hand was upon my life. Because I still served him in American Idol in a, you know, in a, a atmosphere that I never was used to and yeah. anything goes, but like, he established a fear of the Lord in me. I knew I had nothing without him. Did you have a network of, of fellow believers that were able to speak into your life during that time? And oh, yeah. Keep you Complete network. Sarcastically keep you grounded during yeah. that? Yeah. Dude, seriously. And now, now, now that person's become my wife. She's really good at there that. There you go. That's right. That's right. Um, husbands, get a good wife who can tell you what, Amen. what it is. I heard a quote once, behind every great man, there's a great woman rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. She's... Um, but before that, after my youth pastor left, I started going, you know, as I took over the youth group worship, I think, for a year and a half. Then I started going to a new church. Hmm. And then the baton passed again, where a new man stepped into my life, the pastor of that church, and began to mold and shape me in, hmm. in my faith in the Lord. These are all steps and all processes. And I think that's what a lot of youth pastors need to know, is that don't carry the responsibility, like, you know, if you don't get it right here in their lives, that they're all just going to miss out God forever. Yeah. You just got to do your part, you know? And discipleship then, is a team sport. I mean, it's, it's not just one-on-one. -on -one. We're not rabbis, right? We're, no. I mean, we have a team. We have a body. And God raises those. I'm glad for the many people who've spoken into my life and continue to Me do too. so. Yeah. Me too. And so pass the baton. Let the door open. Come and go. It's not about the numbers. It's just about, you know, the fruit. Impact. Yeah. Yeah, the fruit and the impact. So I know you're passionate about evangelism. Yeah. I'm the dare to share guy, right? Yes. So all of a sudden... Uh, we're talking about stuff, and we talk about evangelism, and you light up. Tell me why. Why is there such a passion for evangelism? Um, man, I just, I believe the message of the gospel. Yeah. I believe in Jesus, and I believe, I've seen what he's done to my life. I've seen the effect he's had. And I, and I want people to have that same effect. I want to lead them to the creator. I want yeah. to get them to know who he is, and I want them to have a an impact yeah. you know uh, there's a lot of people out here uh, I just know that he's I, I've I've been so desperate with him 
Mm. I can't imagine the disparity I'd have without him. Oh my goodness. So what do people, what kind of despair they focus on? And honestly, I've allowed God, I've allowed myself to become bold mm. by the grace of God. I used to always, dude, it isn't, will this sound prideful? I'm sorry if it is. And Lord, make it what it needs to be and change what it needs to be. But I have no issue talking about Jesus mm. anywhere I go. Praise I'll be Lord. in an Uber car. So do you go to church? That's always my opening line. Yeah. So do you go to church? To Simple. me, that's like the... Simple. Yeah, because that always sparks up. I don't believe in God. Oh, yeah. why not? Because so you kind of, when you're in an Uber car, you got to be like, oh, you from here? Yeah. Oh, cool. Any good churches? Do you go to church around here? Yeah. And Easy I mean, I mean I'm telling you, that's the transition. And then you go to the message of the gospel. That's awesome. But it used to not be that way. Yeah. So what, was was it, what would you think was a turning point for you? Or was it gradual? Or is there anything? There was, could... I mean, it was just, as I got to know the Lord, yeah. there's a boldness that comes. Yeah. I can't say it's like I made this epiphany. It's just, I really wanted people to know what I had. Yeah. You know, like, if you had, if you got it, dude, if you got if you were giving away a free meal somewhere, you yeah. tell everyone, hey, go get that free meal before that offer's yeah. over. You know, this is a free meal. Bread, water, that, you know, bread that'll never make you go hungry. Water that'll never let you thirst again. Yep. I mean, this is what people want. And they don't even know they wanted it. I love it. So, um, so tell us, what, what are you excited about as you look forward to the future? Um, I mean, what do you got coming down the pipe? Baby number four. Come on. There you go. It's coming this year. Um, Worked on a new, worked it, it, sorry, working on a new album, finished it, it's coming out April 12th. Nice. Um, new singles coming out, we just released a song, what's today, today, the 10th? Released a song two days ago. Okay. Friday, a new song, and then that's called New Day, and one called Haven't Seen It Yet from nice. a, about two months earlier. So you got music coming down, album releasing in April. Yeah, and- working on this TV show thing that um, I've been, you know, that we've been filming, and just... So that's kind of a whole other story. People, it's called Better Than I Found It. People can go to betterthanifounded.org to find out more. But okay. it's kind of this project that I feel God has called me to, and we'll see where it goes. That's great. So tune in, youth leaders. Check it out. And so appreciate your heart for the Lord. You know, I tell youth leaders all the time, if you fall in love with evangelism, you'll fizzle out. If you fall in love with Jesus, you'll always evangelize because you can't help yourself. So, Danny, thank you for uh, sharing your faith through your life, through your lips, through your music. And... Thank you for being good at what you do. The Bible says in Proverbs, a skilled craftsman will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. And I appreciate the way you hear skill before the king of kings. Amen. Thank you, Greg. All right, Danny. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys.